know you're passionate about um, building high-powered teams. So if you think about kind of where you're at with kind of YBOT, you know, scaling from the five to the, you know, kind of 25, whatever that you have in uh, kind of sales, what, what are things that you think about to make sure that they're kind of, you're bringing in top talent and then, uh, you know, creating them as a high-powered team? Yeah, um, I have found, I've built, like I said, multiple businesses, um, scaled multiple businesses very successfully. And what really, really um, makes that tick and what's rewarding is, is this high-powered team. And what that means is everybody going the same direction, um, but people helping each other out, right? Everybody has their primary responsibility. And of course, in startup world or smaller companies, um, it tends to be a lot, right? And, and, and yes, people are working hard and extra hours and nights and weekends. But in addition to that, everybody's going to need to help out with something else, right? It's just the nature of the business. A big opportunity comes up and everybody's got to respond to an RFP right? You're shipping an order and there's a lot of different factors that come into play. So I've learned over the years that if you can get everybody just really focused on the strategic direction of the company and how to make that successful, it, it's self-fulfilling because people then are part of it. And after a year or two of being with a company, they see that they're growing both professionally and they're seeing the company grow and they're making a difference in the industry. And so I've always spent a lot of time um, focused on building high-powered teams. And that means listening, right? Listening to your employees. They're all doing the critical components of the company. I mean, I'm the CEO, but they run the company. I mean, they everything we do from the operation side to the sales side to the development side. And so listen, because they're going to have great ideas on how to solve the next challenge in scaling, right? Um, who to hire, right? They'll have contacts in the industry and the best you know, hires are, are references in most cases, right? And over half, I think, of the folks that we've hired in sales in the last 18 months came from internal referrals. So it's building this culture of wanting to do something special, right? Doing something to help the, the industry and doing something that's very hard that other companies aren't doing, but is rewarding personally. And you look back in five years and, and it's, re, it's crazy, um, fun time, right? You have the stories, but the successes along the way. That's great. And then certainly bring in top talent. You've got a great culture, growing company. Yeah. Everybody kind of should, want, should always want it, but any, anything else that you would add on to what you already said around the topic of uh, ret retention in this uh, competitive market? Yeah. I think, you know, during the recruitment process, um, selection, you got to be selective, right? Sometimes companies get so excited because they need hires. They want to move quick. And uh, I understand that um, we all go through that, but you've got to be selective. You've got to find individuals that can fit the culture that you've created, whatever that culture is. And, and companies can be very different, but you want to try to find that fit. That's what's most important. You can have excellent talent on somebody, um, but if he or she, you know, if they're not going to be an excellent fit for whatever it is, then that might not be the right resource. Okay. But finding the fit, is critical. And then once they're on board, challenge, right? Most folks like to be challenged. They like to be um, contributing to the success. And so you have to, yes, all your managers have to focus on that. It has to be a core, you know, criteria of the company where you're driving, you know, pushing them, but at the same time, allowing them to grow both personally and, uh, you know, again, in sales from a commission point of view, 
And if they do that, then they'll likely um, stay for a long period of time. Well, any uh, example maybe from your past of uh, kind of a, a bad fit and why that you uh, maybe learned from? Yeah, we've had, um, well, just even at Wybot, right? I mean, we, we, we try to be relentless and go through a rigorous process. But, you know, we've had one or two where they weren't completely cut out for the pace that we're going, right? For the, the, the dynamic nature that we're going through, the, 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 you know, the technology evolution. And so they came from larger organizations where you do have more infrastructure around you, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. They have infrastructure and support. But when you're at Wybot, like I said, we're moving fast and there's constant changes. And so, yeah, we've had one or two over the years, not surprised, right, where they weren't as comfortable with the changes in the pace that we're moving at, right? And so, yeah, they're not the ideal fit for where we're going as a company. Well, and then um, certainly, you know, communicating, especially in these companies where people aren't necessarily as kind of office centric and everything else. What are some things that you've done uh, communication wise? Yeah. So, I mean, video collaboration is a pro and a con, right? I mean, it's um, we love it because it's come a long ways. This type of technology that we're using today. I mean, if you go back five, 10 years, it was a lot more challenging. So that has obviously made a big difference. At the same time, you can't just rely on that. Um, it's it's tendency is you can right oh just get on another video call but you know a lot of individuals are you know tired of video calls right at some point in time right they only can take so many so we um we have a number of remote employees we support remote employees it can be very effective uh we bring everybody in a couple times a year right we bring everybody in um to our headquarters uh both for business you know strategy planning and stuff like that and um some fun right doing activities um, all together as a team. So in addition to, yes, the constant communication with video collaboration and stuff like that, even though we're going at a fast and hard pace and expect a lot of our employees at the same time, look, we want to enjoy the journey, right? So twice a year, um, that's the frequency we've chosen right now. Maybe there'll be more or less in the future, but we do twice a year, get everybody together. And then we also, um, you know, try to do local events. I mean, obviously some of the remote folks can't participate in all those, but we'll do family barbecues and stuff like that. Awesome. What other type of uh, events have you done uh, bringing people together? Yeah, so we've done, you know, apple picking and um, escape the room, you know, the escape the room puzzles where we have sales challenging engineering. Randy, you would like that. That's a really good one, right? You put the engineering team against the sales team and throw them into the escape the rooms um, you know, I mean, the, the engineering teams must win. Well, I'll tell you, it's closer than you think. I mean, it's just uh, it's fascinating when you when you set those teams up. Um, but golf, you know, we just do a variety of uh, we try to change it up each time. Right. Um, and just get everybody together, do some team building. But, you know, get outside of the work environment where you get to yeah. know people. And in sales, I mean, you, you can appreciate this. It's, it's very similar to your customers, right? The goal with your customers and building relationship is getting to know them, right? And, and what are their personal interests and what do they like to do? And, and that way you can just have a conversation and not always be work related, which is important, obviously, but you've got to branch out a little bit, especially in this crazy world we've been in the last two and a half years with COVID and, and people, unfortunately, a lot of them, you know, at home for most of the time and not getting out. So we try to break that up a little bit and, you know, have some fun along the way. 
That's great. I do a um, uh, post on uh, LinkedIn each week, which is old school, but and um, yeah, I'll usually get in debates with uh, with people about the you know I'm again old school, but uh, you know doing face to face you know sales calls versus versus these zooms, and I think you know one of the downfalls of COVID is having a lot of sales teams you know lack of better words because of this get lazy and not have that kind of urgency and desire to get their butts on the road, whether it's a car or plane and have those face-to-face, you know, relationships and those face-to-face meetings. Yeah. It's not just for the work, but as you said, to build a relationship around kind of some of those non-work areas, right? Yeah. Grab a dinner, um, round of golf, whatever makes sense. Right. And, and, you know, everybody is um, interested in having partnerships and that's important, obviously, but, getting to know, like you said, folks, and over at dinner can be awesome, right? Where you just unwind a little bit and have those conversations. So I totally agree with you. Um, you know, we go to a lot of um, technology conferences. And one of the reasons why we do that is, yes, I want the sales team, I want the executive team to get out there, right? Talk to the customers, meet the customers, just to see what, you know, their experience is, both work and non-work related. Yeah, that's great. What about um, kind of changing topic a little bit here is uh, if you think about your past kind of sales leaders that you respect uh, and why. Yeah, there's a couple of um, interesting ones that folks may or may not know, um, but they both were uh, CEOs, but they came from a sales background. Um, John Chambers at Cisco. Um, yep. And Randy, you know John Chambers, right? But um, he was very, very well known and respected in the industry uh, with his sales expertise and his support of the sales organization. And, um, you know, I competed with Cisco for a good portion of my career, but did respected. Um, the company was, you know, a strong company and John Chambers was a great leader. And he really um, set a very high standard uh, for those that know him, worked with him um, in terms of the sales culture and and how to um, take care of your customers and, and listen to the customers. So John Chambers was one coming up through the networking career that I did over the last, um, you know, 30 years, uh, he was one that had a lot of respect for, even though I didn't work for him, but I learned a lot um, competing against him. Uh, So you can learn a lot from your competitors. Another one, um, AJ, that's his name. And so it's going to sound interesting, AJ, but um, he was the CEO of Acton Technology. Now, Acton's a leading um, supplier of technology from in Taiwan. Uh, to a lot of the companies in the U.S., um, Cisco, Dell, HP, they're all getting technology from Acton. Um, and so they're, you know, billion plus dollar business, very successful. And he was incredible. Um, I worked for him. Um, I ran their U.S. operations for Acton uh, for three years here when I built up their wireless business, the Wi-Fi business. And um, he was same thing, the culture and and what he expected and how you um, take care of your customers and, and like you said, meet with the customers and go out to dinner and really get to know them to build a, a long-term partnership. And folks on my team here at Wybot and even before, they'll hear me, I'll use that word a lot, Randy, and, and maybe too much, but I'll use the word partnership because every customer to Wybot, I want to be a partnership. We're not looking just to right. quickly sell some solution. I don't like that model. We're here to help them and build a long-term partnership. So AJ, CEO of Acton, John Chambers, CEO of Cisco, 
um, were just two pioneers in the industry in the technology networking space that set a very high standard in culture, and I learned a lot from both of them. One I worked for, and the other we competed against. Yeah, we had on a few weeks ago uh, Frank Palumbo, who was a longtime Cisco exec and uh, CRO Pensando, who recently got sold to AMD, I believe it was, and uh, Chambers was a big uh, investor, and he's got you know all, all kinds of stories. Obviously, he's very hands-on at Cisco, but you know, kind of just really hands-on, just helping sales calls, relationships, and um, one of the takeaways I've got gotten from uh, John over the years is he's amazing. If you've seen him present, he'll kind of walk around, you know, walk around with the crowd. So if you're in the crowd, you're like you're paying attention because he could be cold calling me any second. <laughs> it's a kind of t- trick I you know learned from. You see him. Yeah, you know, work the room. It's just you know, uh, just amazing. And obviously, so many great, uh, great, great attributes. And uh, do yeah, not just know, incredible, uh, incredible. yeah, yeah. Don't know, uh, don't know, uh, AJ. So if you put your uh, kind of sales hat on here, um, what do you think about kind of sales? Any kind of predictions that you might make? How you see things uh, evolving? Yeah, one thing that's um, that's really changed, and you you touched on it just a minute ago, that we all have to deal with, right? When I say deal with, we have to um, manage it and figure out how to optimize it. And that is, um, there used to be a lot of face-to-face relationships, right? Like you said, meeting customers, um, flying out to a customer, and and having dinner, and and you know, meeting the leadership team um, in person. And COVID, of course, um, understandably, uh, stopped almost all of that, right, for the most part. And and so what's happened is a lot of that has not come back. And you were talking about that because people are so comfortable and used to Zoom and it's convenient. I just pop it up and I go. And so I think the key thing here for not only Wybot, for, but for uh, CEOs and sales leaders around the, around the globe is the balance, right? Now, how do we balance the leveraging the technology, right? Because, of course, if you're always traveling continuously, right? There's a lot of time spent on that, right? The travel time, the the expense associated with it. So there's a balance here where I don't think it makes sense to be traveling everywhere all the time, but also relying on video conferencing um, all the time is not the right solution either. So I think Randy coming up with, um, you know, playbooks and strategies and, and solving this balance of leveraging the technology to optimize, um, but at the same time, not, you know, using it as a crutch where that's the only way to go and you're not building some of the core partnerships that you need to to be highly successful. Yeah, great. Very, uh, very, very well said. So uh, maybe uh, why don't we end it on that note? Uh, so it's been uh, fantastic having uh, Roger Sands, CEO of uh, YBOT on, uh, sponsored to you. Or it's brought to you by us and always uh, sales community. Uh, Tucker, maybe you want to pull up our, our link. Uh, but if you go to the uh, salescommunity.com site, uh, we have a, a free year special going. You can see uh, it says summer free. And uh, next uh, week, uh, we're going to be episode 91. Chris Bowen, who is CRO of uh, Hammerspace. And his uh, topic is going to be building a startup sales org. So um, always, uh, always uh, will be a great topic. And Tucker just put that on there. So thanks, Tucker. So uh, everybody, hope you have a great day, great week. Uh, feel free to um, spread the word on uh, this great podcast with, uh, with Roger. So thanks, Roger.
Randy, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be on it. Um, I wanted to echo, you know, your whole forum here, the sales community. It's an excellent resource. So for those that may be new to it, I encourage you to, uh, to check it out, get in touch with Randy and the team. There's a lot of great services and capabilities. He's got tremendous amount of sales. Um, since he was on this podcast, I didn't mention it because I know Randy and how well he's done in sales over his career and obviously is a leader in this space and an expert. Um, so I encourage folks to uh, take advantage of the sales community. Um, and then for those that this is any interest or if you know of anybody that's looking for optimizing uh, Wi-Fi and saving ROI, um, reach out, you know, www.ybot.com. And as I mentioned, we do free trials, no obligation. And so customers can uh, check it out. And it really, it's a game changer and will help organizations streamline their operations. Perfect. All right. Sounds great. Uh, all right. Uh, Tucker, over and out.